It's Sunday, February 12th, 2023, and this is Markets Daily from Coindesk. I'm Adam B. Levine, here again with your weekend story. On today's show, we're taking a look at the surprising implications of a controversial Bitcoin use case. And just a reminder, Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. Today's featured story is an opinion piece from Coindesk's George Kaloudis. Our piece today is entitled, How Bitcoin NFTs Might Accidentally Fix Bitcoin's Security Budget. Casey Rodermore tweeted that, quote, inscriptions are finally ready for Bitcoin mainnet on January 20th. And the use of inscriptions over the last two weeks sparked a big hullabaloo on Twitter between some of Bitcoin's partisan factions. The hullabaloo included a number of different claims. First, that Bitcoin's security budget problem was accidentally solved so we wouldn't have to worry that there would be no financial incentive to mine Bitcoin in the future once the fixed supply runs out. Maybe transaction fees will be enough to incentivize miners. Two, that inscriptions would lead to blockchain spam and graffiti so uncontrollable that we're eventually engulfed by great goo. And three, that all these non-fungible tokens or NFTs and such on Bitcoin is just another silly fad, like colored coins. Rodimore's Flint Rock tweet referred to the Ordinal Protocol, which introduced so-called inscriptions to Bitcoin. The Ordinal Protocol assigns each Satoshi, or SAT, the smallest unit of Bitcoin, a sequential number. It's a little bit more complicated than that, but only a little. Once these SATs are numbered and identified, users can then inscribe the SATs with arbitrary data, as long as the transaction doesn't exceed the 4 megabyte block size limit. That arbitrary data, then, can be anything. The fully playable version of the first-person shooter Doom? Sure. A picture of a bored ape cross-pollinated with a crypto punk. That's fine. A bald sunglasses-donning taproot wizard recreation of the famous MS Paint spawned magic internet money wizard that once served as an advertisement for the r slash Bitcoin subreddit that takes up almost the entirety of a Bitcoin block? Sure, fine. But why? Well, why not? If you're thinking, that sounds a lot like NFTs, then you're right. They do sound a lot like NFTs. Ordinal NFTs is a good term, and it's the term I think I'll stick with, but out of respect for the sensitivities of hardline Bitcoiners, and in the interest of being as technically correct as possible, these are probably better characterized as artifacts. To be sure, external links to arbitrary data have been shared in the data field of Bitcoin transactions many times. Inscriptions take it a step further so that the linked data actually exists on the blockchain. For those lucky enough to be unfamiliar with the politics of crypto Twitter, you should know this has stirred up a fiery controversy. There are many Bitcoin influencer types who have staked a meaningful part of their reputations on hating NFTs, as they're a distraction and technologically unsound. So ordinal NFTs haven't been a hit with them. To their credit, no matter how much crypto pluralists have bashed Bitcoin for being a pet rock project that only does peer-to-peer borderless censorship-resistant transactions in a decentralized manner, being very good at that is, in fact, very good. Expanding too far afield from that use case, which ordinal NFTs certainly should be characterized as, could be detrimental to that use case. But that argument's central point is more philosophical than practical. Practically, the strictest interpretation of the Bitcoin ethos would be that it doesn't matter what someone does with their Bitcoin, as long as it abides by the rule of Bitcoin software. If I want to waste my Bitcoin on coffee, then some other user is free to waste it on an ordinal NFT. The conversation should end almost immediately thereafter. But that said, there are at least two small areas of potential concern. One, illegal data, and two, chain bloat. On the first, inscription could allow illegal data to become part of the Bitcoin blockchain, like the links to illegal pornography that already exist on the blockchain, but in a more permanent way. This is an obviously terrible potential consequence of ordinal NFTs, but there is some comfort 
in that there is a technical requirement mandating a special off-chain agreement with a miner to inscribe data in excess of 1 megabyte. Furthermore, the Bitcoin blockchain is transparent, so the inclusion of this type of material would be met with swift investigation and punishment potentially. On the second, inscriptions have led to almost completely full 4 megabyte Bitcoin blocks. This is abnormal. Most Bitcoin blocks have not been close to the size limit. Some worry that the influx of large blocks will make it more difficult for new node participants to start up due to the immense amount of data that will be accumulated over time and bloat the chain with superfluous information. This was the central battle in 2017 during the block size wars that led to the creation of Bitcoin Cash, which has higher block size limits than Bitcoin, and consequently segregated witness, better known as SegWit, on Bitcoin itself, which in combination with the 2021 Taproot upgrade made inscriptions possible. Along with separating signatures from transactions, and witness data field that can include other arbitrary data if desired, SegWit introduced the block weight, which allows more transactions to be included in a 4 megabyte block by theoretically discounting the size of witness data. And Taproot made it easier to include even more data in the witness. Everything is delicately tied together, and this is one of the reasons I think the risk of chain bloat is overblown. Since inscription data is witness data, it can be pruned, in that it's technically possible to run Bitcoin software without downloading all the historical witness data. In non-technical speak, this is good, because users are putting a bigger proportion of new data into a Bitcoin transaction in a spot where it slows everyone down as little as possible. The other is that hardware gets better and cheaper over time. So even though Bitcoin's blockchain will continue to grow in size as long as it's used, the nodes will simply capture more processing power such as life as a transparent, decentralized ledger. But where the discussion of ordinal NFT's consequences becomes far more interesting is how these now mostly full blocks might affect Bitcoin's transaction fee market for block space. Bitcoin miners make money by validating transactions in exchange for transaction fees and a block subsidy, which is the new Bitcoin awarded after each block is mined. Transaction fees are quoted in Satoshis per byte, which means that the more data a transaction includes, the larger the fee. There's an interesting game theory at play, as users are the ones who propose the fee rate to miners and block space is scarce due to the 4 megabyte size limit. Some users opt to only propose transactions at 1 Satoshi per byte, the lowest fee rate. For those users, it could take a while for their transaction to complete, if there are lots of other users trying to do transactions. And they could theoretically never be completed, since miners tend to validate transactions with higher fee rates. With this mechanism in mind, and the fact that Bitcoin's blocks weren't really ever full until inscriptions came along, it's probably unsurprising to read how making an ordinal NFT is usually more expensive than a regular Bitcoin transaction. Pictures take up a lot of space, especially compared to plain text. Here's how it could be good for Bitcoin, though, and its security budget. More transactions should mean more fees. Blocks full of transactions are better than blocks not full of transactions. Not to mention the empty blocks, which does happen. It almost goes without saying, but a more robust transaction fee market is good for the Bitcoin network. It's good for any financial network. Right now, miners make almost all of their money from the block subsidy, but the subsidy will eventually go away, leaving only transaction fees. So, for Bitcoin to survive in the long term, a robust transaction fee market needs to take hold. And to that, a potential best-case scenario for the longevity of ordinal NFTs is that they act as a buyer of last resort for block space. Since ordinal NFTs are unusually large transactions, they'll almost always be more expensive than normal peer-to-peer -peer transactions on a per-transaction basis, even if they have very low fee rates. As such, there's a chance a user who wants an ordinal NFT might be willing to wait longer to save money by paying a lower fee rate. Then these transactions will only be included in blocks where market fee rates are comparatively low and block space is abundant. 
Where that may fall apart is the potential that users don't actually start paying a higher fee rate for peer-to-peer -peer Bitcoin financial transactions compared to ordinal NFT transactions. Maybe then almost all blocks will only include ordinal NFTs and know their types of transactions forever. I think that's unlikely, but it could happen. As for what that means for the direction of transaction fees, Luxor's head of content, Colin Harper, a former Coindesker, put it well in a recent article, quote, There's a good chance that ordinal NFTs alone do not increase transaction fees. Well, they could increase fees, but not in the way you might think. After all, they benefit from the SegWit data discount, so theoretically, a block full of digital artifacts would actually carry fewer fees than one filled entirely with ordinary Bitcoin transactions. But if enough users start inscribing ordinal NFTs so that they seriously compete for block space with ordinary transactions, the users broadcasting ordinary transactions would need to increase their own fees for inclusion. In this case, miners would likely prioritize as many ordinary transactions as possible, because they have a higher fee per byte of data, and they can fit more of them into a block, thus maximizing fees. So, if Ordinal's NFTs create transaction fee pressure, miners will likely optimize for higher fees by including as many ordinary economic transactions as possible. End quote. I think this is spot on, and it's how I'm thinking about this until we have more empirical evidence to consider. Sure, Ordinal NFTs are fun-ish, but at the risk of sounding pompous, they're so much less consequential than Bitcoin's best use case of peer-to-peer, -peer, borderless, censorship-resistant money. In all, my take is that ordinal NFTs will be at its very best a means to strengthen the Bitcoin transaction fee market, and at worst, a spectacular fad that fades away with no wider negative consequences for BTC. It will, at the very least, be interesting to see where this takes us. Never a dull day. And that's our show for today. Thank you very much for listening. If you have any questions or comments, send the show an email at podcast at coindesk.com or you can email me directly at adamlevine at coindesk.com. If you like what we're doing, we always appreciate reviews on Apple Podcasts or your preferred listening platform. This episode was produced by Adrian Blust and myself with further support from the podcast team over at coindesk.com. Have a great rest of your day and we'll be back tomorrow with another episode of Markets Daily.